1: Media
0: Podcast Network
1: what is up my friends welcome to the MMA fighting ranking show we appreciate you guys so much for joining us as always I hope you're having a wonderful September here my name is Sean Oshadi and I'm here with my guy the Prince of Positivity himself he's the king in the north you already know who he is he is Alexander K. Lee AK my man it has been way
2: too long at this point I've missed you dude how you doing I'm great. The people have missed us. People, so I've seen so many comments on social media on the MMAfighting.com comments. Uh, where is where are the rankings? So we're like, where is the pod? Where's the pound for pound list? Where's the global list? The divisional list? Uh, so uh, people, please check out MMAfighting.com. The divisional rankings that came out, um, you'll have been able to read them by the time this recording comes out. Came out this week, and we sort of explain. Uh, our new our sort of new you know uh, rankings feature schedule guys we're going to try to aim to have it after every sort of major UFC event that way kind of better capture you know when the when the big rankings happen and keep an eye out guys for those rankings shakeup features that we've been doing uh to sort of uh, you know when we're not doing a full uh rankings feature uh, loadout so uh but yeah but thank you everyone for your patience we are we are definitely back
1: yeah, so as AK mentioned, our, our, we have now moved the schedule. We, we're doing initially the first week of the month, uh, and now we're just going to do the week after the pay-per-view. Because most of the big stuff happens for the pay-per-view, it just makes sense for us. Uh, so just keep that in mind as we move forward. Uh, and you guys already know, I mean, AK, it's been a good six weeks, and we've had a lot going on. So we have a lot to dive into, but first let's bring in the rest of this month's panel. First, the OG himself, the host of Fighter vs. Writer. This man is prolific. You already know who he is. He's Damon Martin. What's going on, Damon?
3: I'm I'm happy to be back. I missed the last rankings
1: podcast and I was sad about that. Well, we are happy to have you back, my friend, anytime. Uh, and also with us today, Mr. No Gray Area himself. He is the host of No Bets Bard. He's the host of Damn They Were Good. He just does a lot of really cool stuff for us. He is Mr. Jed Mashu. How you doing, Jed?
4: I'm doing great because... I knew what I was doing when I set my rankings, and I knew what was going to happen. And I knew that I'd be in this position, and I'm ready to fight all of you. Bring it on. I'm ready to fight. All of you. Okay.
1: That's the energy. I like that energy to start. Uh, so let's just start on, on a big picture of you because as we said, guys, I mean, it's been about six weeks since we've been able to be in this space and talk about this kind of stuff. So I'll start with you, Jed. I mean, when it came time to do your rankings this month, there was a lot of different moves. We had a lot of big moves in the pound for pound list, Leon Edwards, Hamza Shamayev, DJ taking the top spot of a flyweight. What was the standout story or move for you
4: this month? I mean obviously the it's the whole Leon thing like that's Welterweight is the standout story. I know we're going to talk a lot about the DJ and, and all of the ramifications there later in the pod so I won't step on that but I mean Kamar Usman is mm-hmm. is dead. The king is dead. We have a new king and also there's, there's another guy by the name of Hamza Chmaev. Making things real weird in here. The whole 170 thing. Weird stuff's afoot. Let me just add that Kamar Usman's
1: actually alive for all the viewers out there. He is very <laughs> yeah. alive. He's doing well. He's fine. Uh, <laughs> don't listen to Jed. Damon, do you agree? I mean, is Walter White sort of the big story for you when you were filing your ballot this month?
3: Yeah, it really does come down to that. I mean, I would love to sit here and say it was Demetrius Johnson kind of climbing back on top of his throne, so to speak, uh, you know, after getting knocked out by Adriana Marias. But yeah, it's welterweight because it's uh it's a weird month with Leon Edwards winning and then Hamza Chemaev completely blowing a weight cut. Uh, not that a winner Rene Diaz would have really bolstered him in the welterweight rankings, but, you know, now he's basically fighting in middleweight. So, yeah, it's a kind of a crazy month for welterweight
1: yeah you guys aren't wrong i mean there, there were small moves sort of around the edges cyril gone taking the number two spot from stipe miocic who stipe miocic by the way about to hit that 18 month cutoff he's about to be a goner next month i know jed you're very excited about this you've been waiting for been this waiting
2: i gone been... from the rankings again gone from the rankings by the way not, again not dead. i stopped yelling no, fighters on, on our line. podcast no, he will be alive gone. he will be gone from our rankings fingers crossed
4: Dude, he will be alive I'm... just gone he will be Cyril gone I cannot wait for that man to leave to stop squatting on a ranking without fighting anybody
1: the I the pomp and circumstance with which you will push the delete button when that time comes to file out the next ballot. <laughs> I I want you to film it I like it'll be spectacular. I am So <laughs>
4: excited. There are a few times that I've been waiting for for things like this to happen. And that is certainly one of them. I'm I'm enthused <laughs> about the next ranking cycle.
1: Also, a couple of other small moves. I mean, we had bantamweight. Uh, this one really broke my heart. I'm sure a couple of you guys as well. Rob Dosh V. jumping over Jose Aldo. He's now a top five bantamweight in the world as well uh just you know some general movement but ak i mean ultimately i I think i agree with these guys welterweight was
2: the big story for me what about you i don't agree oh hit me i don't agree i i I will play the devil's advocate here these I don't think no, it's no. Jamal Hill, guys. Uh, oh, Jeff Neal, by the way. Jeff, <laughs> Hill, Jeff Neal. Jeff but, like, Neal. Te- technically making That's one of the biggest. Thing. another This is true. Another welterweight thing. Yeah, going from unranked. I mean, I think on most of our list, he would have been like, if you extended it to 20, Neal would have been like 16, 17, 18. So it's not like an Neal's insane was jump. 16 for a really there you long go. time. Yeah, he is sort, sort of a, bounced around the edges for yeah, a long time. Yeah, so he essentially, but he jumped at least, again, technically like seven or eight or nine spots spinning where you, you might have had him in a theoretic, theoretical um, 16 to 20 spot. So great, great job by Jeff Neal. Huge win. Uh, career best performance against luke i would say but i'll make the argument for dj just by saying like um it's he's outside the ufc so it's hard for him to um the degree of the degree of difficulty to claim the number one spot uh he is the only one right now i know there's a vote for Corey anderson and light heavyweight up he's there the only
1: one ever He's the only one, ever, the only one ever. That's
2: right. This will be the first time in our rankings a non-UFC fighter. At and, and I get it, people will say, well, I mean, he's non-UFC, but he was the UFC, the man in the UFC for so long. But technically, again, no longer a UFC man. He is one championship uh, one championships fighter. And they can be proud to say they have a guy in the number one spot. And he did it in such an amazing way, such a poetic way, uh, with the knee knockout of, of uh, much larger uh Adirano Marais, and we'll we'll talk about the size stuff later believe me people don't worry about that oh, we um, have we have a lot of talk to do about this size conversation yeah, we'll because get into we, that.
1: i think all of us are sort of I don't really know what to do with this.
2: Yeah. But for him to go over uh, you know, Davis and Figueroa, Brandon Moreno, two people very worthy of uh of the first place spot. They have first place votes in our um in our rankings, uh, is, is really amazing. And at the stage of his career too, where I do wonder if some people were writing him off, um, like, oh, is he just gonna do fun fights now? He's gonna do because he said, I want to do kickboxing, I want to do, you know, uh we uh, special rules matches like he did with Rod Tang. So is he past the point where he cares about being Um, the number one rate. not that he ever really did. Uh, if you ask him, he's pretty laid back about all this stuff. So yeah, huge achievement to make it back. So I'll say the Edwards thing is impressive and all the moves at welterweight for sure as a whole. I mean, that's the most, that was the biggest changes of any of the divisions, but, uh, let's, I'm going to give DJs props and, uh, and say this was, this was the big move of the month.
1: I got to say that DJ knockout is still one of the most gorgeous knockouts I've ever Oof. seen in my entire life. Just the pick, the precision on that thing was just masterful. Between him and Leon in the last like six months, this cycle, we have just had two of the best knockouts of the year. And it's spectacular. You love to see it. Uh, so let's jump into it, fellas, because we'll hit DJ in a bit. But this past weekend, we saw a lot, a lot, a lot of craziness out there in Las Vegas. But none was crazier than the man at the center of it all. And that's Hamzat Shamayev. And we're talking about a guy who had a total layup in front of him. Like he was being given the literal golden ticket that most of these dudes in the UFC are dreaming of. And instead of cashing it in, missed weight by a whole damn division. Ended up demolishing still our, our previous number 15 welterweight, Kevin Holland. That was at a 180 pound catch weight, but he blanked him. It wasn't even close. Holland literally did zero in that fight. You look at the stats, he has zero stats next to anything. Uh, and now the number next to Hamza Shamayev's name didn't actually change this time around when we brought out our new rankings. He was already number three, and he remains number three. But that number three means something different now than it did last month, because last month, obviously, you had the Leon Kamaro situation that hadn't happened yet. Kamaro, Colby, Hamzat, that's what we were at. Now it's Leon. Kamaro, Hamzat, which means Kamzat is basically jumped Colby Covington to be the best non-trilogy welterweight fighter in the world, however you want to phrase that. Uh he also debuted in our pound-for-pound pound rankings at number 20. But fellas, this got a lot of people really angry. Uh, and I'm just wondering, how do we how did you approach this whole situation? How do you how should we have approached this situation? Basically giving Shamayev credit moving him up giving him you know props after missing weight by by such a massive degree. AK let's start with you. Like how 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 did you handle this this month?
2: This this wasn't hard for me at all. There was no dilemma. Uh I have a pretty firm rule. You miss weight, you just don't move up and you don't move up. You miss weight and you win your fight, you don't move up. You just can't. Um I, I'm trying to think if there's been exceptions to this, maybe there has, I, I, and I'm sure, I'm sure if there hasn't in the future, there could be, you know, if you, if you're like the number 10 guy and you miss weight by half a pound, one pound, and you beat the number two guy or something, there's a, there's a chance I would have to, you know, there's a, a lot of so how did the fight go and how convincing it was it? things like that, there's stuff like that, that could convince me to, to, um, to not pe- automatically penalize the, uh, offending fighter with, with no movement but in this case for me he's already high enough in my rankings Uh he, he's number 3 in my personal rankings behind Usman and Edwards uh oh sorry but behind Usman and uh where do i have him you have a number uh, 3 and, well now behind Edwards last month uh, Usman and I, had, should I have number 2 I don't remember this. So uh, I technically he got bumped, bumped down one spot, but not through any fault of his own, just because Edwards claimed the number one spot, Usman down number two. So uh, yeah, so I didn't penalize him for it. I don't think he deserves to move up any further. I couldn't put him past the, as you said, sort of the the trilogy guys. We're, we're going to assume they're going to have a trilogy soon. Um, so yeah, pretty simple for me. You miss weight in one of these high profile situations and you almost uh, derail an entire card. You're not moving up in my, in my list. I mean, Damon, we, when you look at this this month, Did you pause, like, did you struggle to
1: almost even put Hamzat as a welterweight at this point? Because it feels like we're sort of in this weird limbo where we don't know where this guy's going. Obviously, historically, he has made this division, but what the hell was that? 178.5, like, what are we supposed to do with, with a guy like this right now?
3: I mean I gave him I gave him a bit of a pass when it came to like dropping him I didn't drop him uh and and to be clear if he had gone out and made 170 and laid waste to Nate Diaz I wouldn't have moved him up either that to me is not you know listen I think Hamza's an incredibly talented guy and he may be a welterweight champion or a middleweight champion in the next you know year year and a half but Nate Diaz is not the fight that's going to get me to jump you over Colby Covington Kamar Usman or Leon Edwards I'm sorry just that's just not it um mm mm-hmm. But this one, this one is so egregious that you have to at least pause for a second because he didn't just miss weight by like a pound. He missed it by you know seven and a half pounds over the limit. So I didn't penalize him because it's his first time. It's his only time he's missed weight, so I'm not going to drop him. But I'm also not going to reward him. Did he did he beat Kevin Holland dominantly? Absolutely. Um, was Kevin Holland training for Hamza Chibaev? No, he was training for a boxer in Daniel Rodriguez, and he got paid a bag to take a fight at uh, the catch weight uh, and fight Hamza Chibaev. Might have a completely stylistic difference from another guy, and, and Hamzat clearly showed he had no interest in going out there and striking with Kevin Holland. He went out there, took him down within two seconds, and and submitted him. And good on him for doing it. Take no damage, get out of there. I get it, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to penalize him yet. I think we need to see a bigger pattern if he tries to fight at welterweight again and misses weight again, then, you know, that might be it for him. I mean, that might be, you know, no more putting him in welterweight. That's two fights in a row. He hasn't made the weight. Uh, or if he fights in middleweight, then we start talking about, does he just start getting ranked in middleweight? So I'm not going to penalize him, but I'm certainly not going to reward him for, for beating Kevin Holland in a catchweight fight where he blew the main event and blew the welterweight main event at that.
1: So it's interesting, the, the different philosophies, I think we all approach this with, because I agree with you on a couple different levels, Damon, in that, this was his first time, right? So for me, I didn't penalize him because it's his first time. If this becomes a reoccurring thing, then we can revisit it. And I, I might just take him out of my welterweight rankings entirely because it, he, this dude just might be a middleweight at this point. And we kind of feels like we're at a crossroads where maybe that's uh, that's what's happening. But we'll see. But I will say I did move him up. I did move him up. I love Kobe Covington. Simply because at this point, his body of work has become so overwhelming that it is hard for me to deny it. Where when you, if you're five fights or six fights in the UFC and five of them are basically shutouts, more or less, like like literal shutouts. At a certain point, this is some some unprecedented shit that I've just never seen before in my entire life. And I know a lot of our rankings, uh, our, our philosophies are different. Some of us like to do some forecasting with the way we put stuff of, hey, I think this guy would beat this guy rather than just resume. <laughs> I think a little bit of that was playing into this for me. Cause I think if 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 Shemay's way to
4: rank players.
1: If Shemayev and way. Colby Covington fought, like Mz Shemayev is gonna be a big favorite, and I, I feel fairly confident that Shemaev would win that. Obviously, that's just me predicting. But to me, that combined with Colby Covington's just complete inactivity and complete, if we're being frank, just unwillingness to fight relevant welterweights. Like, that that's really difficult for me he to He was just-
2: assaulted, allegedly.
3: Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. He was assaulted. Just a third, you say NIT, he fought March. Against the guy yeah. we don't even have in the top fifteen, my man. He was he was at the time though. He was no, he was a ranked was, guy. He
1: actually, number fifteen. He, he might oh, have been oh, number fifteen or out. He has not been ranked for a long
3: time. But, but, on but that well. was a, that was a grudge man. I'm not. I, trust me, I'm not going to defend Colby Covington. I promise you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just say, saying. It's like, the
4: <laughs> steep thing. I get it. These are fights that are relevant. Beat somebody in the current top fifteen. That's all I want. Sometimes well, well, I level. Listen,
3: and that's where I come back on Hamzad. He has that one win over gilbert burns it's an absolutely legitimate incredible fight the and close that one fight. win that one is win better is, is than better than, any, than yes. anything else I, 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 I agree. Yeah.
2: yes no, and that's and
3: that, that's, yeah. that's fine like i said i'm not i'm not going to negate the the I'm just say i was more responding about the activity things he did just fight six months ago which is sooner than a lot of other guys have fought
1: well let me let me pass the, the baton over to jed because i think there is an elephant in the must, room in this we? whole discussion because when you look at the welterweight rankings right now, uh, you'll see that there are seven first place votes for the man who scored one of the most unbelievable upsets in the history of this sport. The greatest comeback of all time, starched Kamaru Usman, starched the guy who for so long we said was the number one pound for pound fighter in the world, ended up being number two when it happened. But regardless, Kamaru Usman, as this man framed it, is dead and Leon Edwards is the king. Uh, and yet... The one man who didn't vote for Leon Edwards, number one in the welterweight division is Mr. No Gray Area himself. Jed Mishu, I need you to un- to explain to me, to explain to Damon, to explain to the people, to AK. Why in the hell is Hamza have your number one welterweight this month after everything we
2: just saw from this guy? And, and, and can I add something out of that question real quick? How dare you? How dare you? dare you? How dare you, Chad? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The Leon floor, Edwards yours. The floor gets is yours.
1: one moment to get his flowers and you <laughs> no, can't no, even let him get it. All right, go. I'm sorry.
2: That's my fault. I should no, just let him go. That's fine.
4: I wanted to. I so no, you didn't. wanted to give this man his <laughs> Don't flowers. Don't start out by and lying. He's still, Lies. he's still getting his flowers because I knew that you all would. But a couple of factors went into this. The first was, well... Leon, Leon's resume honestly a little Colby-esque. Like he he didn't have many rele- recently relevant wins, obviously, but for starching Kamara Usman, which feels win. pretty relevant. That's why I have him as the number two welterweight in the world. But so I I came into UFC 279 thinking. I I I had the battle between do I reward Leon for accomplishing it versus made it pretty clear the the primary thing I focus my divisional rankings on is who would win in a fist fight straight up if they booked it tomorrow on neutral territory, who would win? That is the main guiding principle. And prior to this, I had Usman over Chemaev and then Chemaev and then however it shook out on my three after. Those are my one and two. Watching that fight, even before the knockout comeback, I thought, "Okay, Chimaev will beat Usman when they fight." Like that was a a thing that really struck me. Partly the first round, like Leon scored the first takedown ever on Usman. Uh, his control on Usman was absolutely dominant. And I was like, "Well, if Chimaev gets that, this is a wrap, baby. We're done here." So, and then I I just felt that Usman gave a good performance, but he looked. A little older a little slower just not like he didn't have everything there and so coming out of that had Usman won I would have elevated Chamayev to number one anyway because that that was the feeling I had obviously the KO comes back and so then I'm like I really want to reward Leon for that incredible KO and then Chamayev misses the weight and I'm like well there's really no better time to reward Leon for the thing that he accomplished but I'm sorry, I can't get over the fact that Hamza Chemaev is beating the ever loving hell out of people to a degree we've never seen. And it's really that. Because it feels like everybody here sort of feels the same way. None of a none of you have penalized Chemayev for missing weight. I am of the opinion that this is the first time it's ever happened. Certainly something rotten in Denmark was going on. I don't have any issues about him making weight moving forward. Now, in the if, if he misses the next time, okay. Totally willing to have that conversation. I am of the opinion that this is a one-off whatever. We frequently rank people who have missed weight before in divisions and don't give it that much credence. I'm treating it that way. I think a whole, whole lot of Kevin Holland as a welterweight. And you don't blank that dude. And it it really is the level of dominance from him. Because, I mean, you said it. You said it, Shaheen. We've never seen this and the thing that I keep coming back to, Hamzat is is treating fighters like you see elite, elite prospects treat regional talent. Like when they just, when some dude, you know, three uh, uh, three national championships in wrestling comes in and starts blowing people's doors off, you know, like the, against nobodies and smokers in the Midwest. Hamzat's doing that to top 10 people because I think Kevin Holland is a top 10-ish welterweight And he blanked him. And I can't, I can't, my eyes can't deny that if he, if he and Leon Edwards fought, he'd be a minus 400 favorite. If he fights Kamaru Usman, he's going to be a favorite. I think he's going to beat the hell out of any welterweight alive. And that just had that over that outweighed everything else. Everything. I just couldn't get past it because he is treating legitimate a plus plus competition the same way Bo nickel treats contender series people. And that's just not something that has ever happened in the sport.
2: Yeah. And I'll extend that even further, Jed. I, I and I hate to bring this up. I know this is, uh, this is always going to be a fresh wound, but, uh, you know, when we did miss fist together before I unceremoniously exiled even you you that feature. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel, I still feel bad about that. Um, it, 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 that's what his wins look like you know we we had a lot of there's a lot of. if anyone go 100%. back to this first, when Jed and I were writing there's a lot of like oh this is like this guy looks great but this is what's great about uh, low level regional MMA or low level international MMA like you don't see this kind of you know you won't see this in the UFC yeah. like that's why we love this level of MMA this kind of like ragdolling just pure dominance like highlight reel ass whipping like that's only you're going to see in like some some card in like uh you know in the middle of Serbia or something yeah and then that is what Kamzat is doing to high level UFC <laughs> fighters
4: and it's the exact it's the exact inverse of like, well, so think of the same to carry your analogy forward, AK, when we're doing end-of-the-year awards, there are incredibly dope things that happen from chaos to submissions on the regional circuit, like wild, like buggy chokes, all that. And that is never in our end of the year discussion because. Well, yeah, I mean, cool. He did it against an and 2 fighter on the prelims of an ACA car or wherever. Like it's mm-hmm. No, this is Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland went 25 minutes with Darren Brux- Derek Brunson and Marvin Vittori, and they couldn't do sh- anything to him other than hold him. Hamzad Shumayev folded him up like a towel and threw him away. It is the most disrespectful dominance I've ever seen in the sport, and I can't—I was a big— big Habib guy from moment one. I was like, this dude's a future champion. And Habib didn't bring this level of dominance. Nobody has ever done this. And I can't, I can't get that out of my head. I can't move past it.
1: First off, AK, what the hell man, Mr. Rules Rule himself? Are you kidding me? You're coming out here and defending I just, this? I just the want us all to get along,
2: Sheen. The
1: disrespect shown to Leon Edwards I thought it was at an end. I thought it was over. I thought this man had finally done enough to earn people's respect and just for one second of his life, get what was credited to him, get what he earned and deserved. And y- you're going along with this. Let me just say... And- this man <laughs> just laid out a case for why beating Kevin Holland after missing weight should Uh, move you into the number one spot in the world when this man just went out there one boom shot headshot dead, whatever he said to Leon Edwards and to Kamaru Usman. And that doesn't get you the number one spot. Damon, am I crazy? Am I taking crazy pills here?
3: No. And here's the thing. Let me just throw this out at you. Reese McKee, Li Jing Liang, and Gilbert Burns. Oh, those are the yeah, only three it. wins that Hamzat has at Walter Way. Now, Gilbert Burns is legit. Those are three that's a big really yes. good wins, dude. dude. Uh, uh, McKee, I'll is, a good, Reece McKee really is, good is a good wins. win. That's, <laughs> a, <laughs> that's, a, Lee,
4: that's one fine win and a top five and a top yeah,
2: fifteen a 20, top one I'd I'd yeah, win. Yeah, yeah re, I agree. Re, re, I'd put Lee, I'd put Lee above a lot of the guys that Reese
3: McKee dude. is a Reese is a lightweight, just uh, out there. Uh Lee sure. Li Jing Liang's a solid guy. He's never been a great guy. He's a he's a fringe top 15 guy. Fringe man, he's still top taking 15 a beating, guys. man. Fight five wow. weeks over, and he's still taking a beating. Uh, never,
4: fringe top fifteen is not great. I am so excited to know that I will never even be good at a job if being one of the <laughs> 15-ish best in the world is like
3: Eh. I'm so, saying, uh, I'm you, saying were, for, you were
1: number one in my heart until this This is just
3: Now Gilbert Burns is the one Legitimate big win and that was Obviously his toughest fight no doubt about it and Gilbert Burns again legit top 15 That's a great that's a one I have, Again I have comes out to well he got bumped down One only because Usman lost and I have him At number two now so technically Shamaya got bumped down to number four and I'm Not even really arguing that the, the Colby Covington Point if you want to put him above Colby fine Colby's been out for six months you know, but again again i i'm a big you know uh what what have you done what what have you done to do it and to be honest like you know uh colby had the win over masvidal and uh and since then you know hamza had a chance to fight a welterweight and he didn't fight a welterweight he didn't fight he fought a middleweight he fought his 178.5 pounds he made up his own weight class yeah he just made up his own weight class so that's why well, i can't I mean Lee can it, do it but hamza can't i see how it is yeah, so but, so the point is is like I don't have a problem with him being three or four. Like I again, I have no pre, I can't, but I can't put him above Usman or Edwards. I mean, you know, Leon Edwards just head kicked, knocked out a guy that I was calling the greatest welterweight of all time leading into that card. Yeah, uh, you were, crazy. Yeah. were you were you actually saying that? Uh, oh, 100, and I, oh, I one hundred percent thinking their I think one hundred percent their prime oh, card Usman would Damon. wash Damon. George St. Pierre. Uh, uh, Sean, Damon, do you, do you, you hear were...
4: what just happened? It's no, all the people Damon. listening who are like Jed is a moron. And then be like, crap. Well, I guess Jed's right because Damon thought GSP wasn't the goat. Oh no, but Damon. Regardless,
3: so if you bump to number thing. two, but Usman, let's just put Usman at number two, then okay. Then you got Edwards at number one again. Okay, sure. I just don't see back, accomplishment-wise. back on guess. I just can't, I can't, I can't put Chamaev above either one of those guys when you look at the body of work. Yes, he I mean I, I, think Chumayev, I think I think is a monster. 100 percent he's a monster. And if he can actually make the weight. I fully believe he can become champion now will he I don't know because he can't we don't know if he's gonna make the weight. his, coach, this, just said, his coach just said His coach said the other day we're gonna probably go to middleweight <laughs> like he's like I'm gonna talk to him about going to middleweight we may this may be a this may be a moot point a month from now because he may just book a middleweight fight against Paulo Costa
4: and that's okay then we can rediscuss but riddle me this Damon because I have no issues with you any of you not putting Hobbs out number one I understand what you guys are doing and I'm cool with it but if, if, they the tomorrow, if they book the fight tomorrow, if they book the fight tomorrow between Leon and Hamzat, who are you picking to win? That's not the that's not the question, though, because no, if they book is, the fight tomorrow, a I think a lot of yeah, that, yeah, no, that, faster, is question
1: not that is the question. question
4: to me. No, no. Because no. Okay, as but I have stated, the stated, The primary ranking tool I use is who would win in a fight. But I understand
1: oh, but, that. But, yeah. but if they book that fight tomorrow, I think a lot of people would also pick Kamara Usman to win that fight. And we can't put him ahead of Leon. Because we have to respect results to a certain degree, especially when someone gets starched.
4: I I agree. That's why, I one, I would pick Edwards to beat Usman. But the way my rankings work, which I feel like I've clearly said and don't want to do this every time, but (laughs) it's who I think would win unless there is specific evidence that I'm wrong, i.e. Leon just beat Usman. We have to respect the result but with Leon and Chemayev haven't fought I don't ha- there's no result to respect so I have Chemayev at 1 because I think if they book that fight tomorrow Chemayev wins the fight now if they book it Chemayev loses I have to put Leon in front of him cuz he- that's how it shakes out but this is it's I I get it and I respect all of your choices here and I'm not even <laughs> saying I'm right because I think there's a there are a lot of people who wouldn't agree with me and part of me hates that I have done it But I can't get past the idea. I I hope so. I just can't get past the idea that <laughs> if they book these dudes tomorrow, one man is going to be a minus four fifty favorite over anybody else in the division. And when the fight actually happens, we're going to be like, dude, he should have been like a minus minus eight hundred. Holy uh, hell! I haven't seen Leon Edwards get but let's
3: that was some gymnastics. That's some serious gymnastics. I mean, but, well, the shame.
1: He admitted he lives with this shame. The, the
3: so hypotheticals are great, but I mean, everyone thought, everyone thought he was going to go in there and wash Gilbert. Burns, remember he was a massive favorite. Gilberts, this, w, is gonna be, this is going to be this is going to be his coming out party, and he was he was one two punches away from losing that fight. I mean, he got he got beat up if in that I second wheels, round. I'd
4: be a wagon, Damon, but, but I don't that, have but that, wheels. Nine but that's wagon. what I'm
3: saying. You're playing hypotheticals. That's what I'm saying. That's the hypothetical. You, everyone thought he was going to run through Gilbert Burns. You say he's going to run through Colby Covington. He may win that fight. I don't know. Colby's a good wrestler. Colby's got cardio. We don't know what Shabab's cardio would look like in round four and five. Put that fight in Salt Lake City. Whole different animal. Uh, uh, again, there's these hypotheticals that we're playing into that you can't actually say will happen with 100% absolute certainty, and that's the problem.
4: Are you suggesting, Damon, that a, a ranking of a subjective ranking of people might not be the most scientifically sound thing we've ever done Whoa. on this website?
3: But if you're Whoa. subjective, is one thing, but if we're just ranking based on who we think, who we like, yeah. or who we think is better. What, is, what do accomplishments matter? I mean, what does it of it matter at that point? I mean, like, you, you accomplishments
4: know, like... inform who I believe will do better moving
2: forward. We'll hear Jed, Jed can, I, can I ask something? Sure. You, you could have put, I mean, you couldn't have waited. You couldn't have given Edwards this moment. You could have made Shamaya number one. <laughs> later. I don't know. You could have like a few months. Have, I don't know. You just, a, a, a random rejiggering of your, the top of your, Actually, you know, well You couldn't have given him this one, this one moment where he was the unanimous, Welterweight in the world because let me tell you something. Somewhere out there, oh, A.K. Edwards, just sat up AK, in his seat. Listen, A.K. Well. sat Edwards. up in his seat. This it's is like, like you leading forward playing a video. UFC game or something. champion beat the pound for pound number one guy, one of the greatest welterweights of all time, He's living life, and then suddenly the ma fighting global rankings come out. He's like he's got a, he's got a sip of tea, he's got a cup of tea, he's got a cuppa, he's got a couple with him. You know he's enjoying a fine English breakfast. Rolls out the newspaper. Or I'm sorry, with his whatever his phone to look at the rankings and sees one. He's not the consensus number one welterweight according to our rankings, and just ruins... With the disrespect. You just probably just ruined his whole day. You ruined um, Edward
4: no, Leon Edwards' no, cup you, you ruined, ruined his cup of
2: tea. You ruined his Christmas, probably. Y'all it's very upsetting. are ruining him because oh. Leon
4: Edwards is a man who he is never, he is always the underdog. I'm giving him fuel to defend wow. his title. You guys are <laughs> wow. out here just crowning him. Let's King the man who lost 23 minutes or whatever of the fight. Okay. before pulling People, off the people most need sensational to stop saying
1: KO this because I, I keep seeing people be like, Oh, he lost all of that fight. Like dude had a very dominant first round.
4: And that is sure. one fifth lo- of the fight. He lo- so he like lost let's eighteen give him- minutes of that fight okay, and had the greatest KO in the history of, of this one of the greatest KOs ever. But a fight he was they were writing his obituary before he pulled that shit out oh. of his ass. Well, fights and are so, twenty five minutes long. Fights well, are twenty five minutes long.
2: Guess what? They're not twenty they're not agree. twenty minutes long, I'm they're not twenty two minutes long, they're twenty five minutes long. Uh, so uh,
4: that man <laughs> needs motivation for the rematch, and <sighs> I'm giving it to him, baby, because until he beats Chamayev. Chamayev or Chamayev blows weight again or moves to 185. Chamayev is my top 170 year until such time as something else changes.
1: All right, so Jed's alone on this island. We need to move this train forward a little bit, but we're going to stay on this topic because basically the welterweights, as we said at the top, were the big story this month. And this one what was, I think, surprising for us that this even became somewhat of a, of a controversial issue, but it seemed to, and it regards Leon Edwards. And, the, and I think it speaks to the continuing disrespect that this man is getting because Leon Edwards this month debuted on our pound for pound rankings. He was unranked before... Now he's number four. Kamar Usman was number two. He beat number two. Leon debuts at number four. I think Kamaro's at number six now. Uh, and guys, people really had a problem with this. Like really, really had a problem with it. I believe the word clown shit was used. Uh, I believe there were accusations of guys, you're better than this. Just a lot of people being upset <laughs> that Leon not. Edwards is now the number four pound for pound fighter in the world. This, to me, felt very uncontroversial. I was surprised by all this. A.K. Damon, what did you guys make of this? Because, Jed, I know you have some thoughts as well.
2: Well, uh, I'll say quickly, I'll, I'll let Damon have a little more platform here. But let me just say uh, there there is reason to kind of question and this kind of, uh, you know, our methodology here, and this kind of goes with what I was just saying, sort of admonishing Jed for. Uh, we've been pretty re- disrespectful to Dylan Edwards. Now, it is tough. I will say it is tough to land in the pound for pound rankings unless you are a champion in a promotion or if you are on, um, you know, some incredible run in one of the stronger divisions. So, you know, I think a lot of us will see multiple lightweights, uh, multiple welterweights, bantamweights. So, uh But Leon, for whatever reason, just wasn't in there. Uh, We did have questions about his competition. I think his best wins are what? RDA definitely is a really good one. Nate Diaz is fine. Um, Gunnar Nelson, Luke, A, a long time ago. So there's some names in there. But most of us felt pretty comfortable not having Leon in our top 20. I don't recall it ever being discussed. I don't know if I ever saw anyone even give him a point. So it is a bit jarring, I understand, to see him now suddenly leap all the way into the top five, but I'm fine with it. I justified it with, again, when you have a win that is that amazing, I know not dominance, not a dominant bell to bell performance, but that memorable and that definitive, at least the way it ended um, over the pound for pound number one guy, you you won. you have to jump into the ranking somewhere. Um, and for, in my case, there's just no half measures. And then, so I'll give, so it, it reflects upon the rest of his resume better. Like again, RDA, Luke, A, the guy, some of the guys I mentioned fine wins that'll put you like, you know, somewhere in the top 30. And then you knock off the, the number one guy, guess what? You get to jump all the way in at least in my rankings up to number five. And I think that's where he landed in our, uh, not in number four, Yeah, number four, in yeah. our consensus rankings. Wow.
3: So for me, this, this is going back a little bit, but this kind of reminds me, and I know this is a little different because Leon Edwards was already, you know, a top five, top six welterweight when the fight happened. But this reminds me of when Matt Serra knocked out George St. Pierre and there was this huge conundrum among everybody. Like, where do you rank Matt Serra? Like, is anyone really going to believe he's the best welterweight in the sport? But how can you not rank him? Number one, because he just knocked out George St. Pierre, the number one, you know, George Saber is far and away the best guy in the world. And so everyone's confused like what do you do like and and there's no right or wrong answer like what do you do? You can't put him below GSP because he just knocked him out in the first round in this particular instance It's the same thing for me. Do I do I legitimately like this is where I kind of fall in the Jed sword a little bit where I'm like Legitimately do I think Leon Edwards is the number four best fighter in the entire planet pound for pound? not necessarily but he did knock out the guy I had ranked number one. And so you can't, so I'm not putting him number one. I can't put him above, you know, guys like Volkanovski and and, and Oliver, guys who have been on longer win streaks against, you know, overall better competition. But you go out there and rocket Kamar Usman's head to the fourth row. Uh, I don't care if it came in a comeback or not. You just knocked out a guy who was on an un- incredible win streak, undefeated in the UFC, number one pound for pound you can't not get a big jump up. And so I was kind of stuck with that. So do I truly believe he's the, you know, one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world? Well, he is a welterweight champion. Absolutely. But would I, would I say he's the talent wise there? No, probably not. But again, you knock out Kamar Usman, knock him dead hard in the fifth round. I can't not put you somewhere up there. I can't just negate that win doesn't happen. It means something.
1: It means something, and I feel like it speaks to... Because like we 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 use discretion in my mind, right? Because we didn't jumble on Edwards to number two. That would have felt ridiculous if we did that. I think most of us, I think in particular all of us on this call either had him at number five or number four. But to me, that feels incredibly justified because he all he was missing this whole time, right? This whole entire time, what was he missing? He was missing that one big statement win because he had wins over Luque, Cerrone, when Cerrone was still before Cerrone had totally, totally fallen off a cliff, RDA, uh, Nate Z is, I mean, the, Nate Diaz, is one is whatever, but like he had a good body of work. He was un, unbeaten since like 2015. Yes, yeah, uh, A very, very long winning streak or unbeaten streak at the very least, but he was just missing that statement win. So he gets that statement win and that is enough in my mind to then put you among the very best fighters in the world. And again, we use discretion. He didn't go in at number two. He went in at number four. That feels like a very nice, happy medium for me. I just was surprised, I guess, at, and I think it speaks to just people not still not believing that this happened, believing it would happen again, respecting Leon as this number one guy in the world. Jed, where do you fall on this? Because I saw you engaging with some of the people on this. Were you as surprised as me that this was even a thing?
4: A little. Uh, I understand the inclination. Uh, I think it's wrong, but like, I, I think a couple, honestly, the biggest part to me is we, we, not me y'all because let's be clear i do my pound for pound rankings are entirely a mathematic system of i score based on your number of wins against currently ranked divisional opposition like i just have a a scoring structure and i lay it out and count it up so big
1: algorithm guy you
4: yeah well for this one because like (laughs) to me that felt better for pound for pound as because I don't think of pound for pound as I saw some people saying, isn't it if everybody weighed the same, the skills and like, no, nah, I just think of it as like how good are you against your where you are at compared to your peers? That's how I've sort of always viewed it.
1: The the if everybody weighed the same argument never made sense to me because like, well, flyweights would then be the number one pound for pound always, because they would put a you pull 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 of flyweight at 265 and he has all that. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, like work. Let me yeah. say, yeah. Yeah. let me
2: say one of our panelists has a strict no oh, heavyweights, no about, light heavyweights. We're cruel. about to
4: get to that because we don't have to dive into it. But I will say <laughs> I, uh, the most egregious thing I think in our pound for pound rankings is that uh, because of that one rogue panelist just disrespecting the at least two very clear heavyweights that should be in there. Francis Ngannou is five instead of at least three, which is where he deserves to be. If you look at how we score it. So that I think is the most egregious. But for me, I think this speaks some to I am very surprised based on the way you guys do your rankings that Leon Edwards functionally just wasn't in existence prior to this. I think that is an oversight based on that. And so it would it would cushion the blow a little better. But for me. Leon Edwards knocking him out doesn't change the fact that Kamaru Usman is one of the five best pound pound fighters in the world. Like if you just look at the who he has beaten, the the, his wins over currently ranked opposition in the division, he has more of them than anyone that's not Isra Desanya, and he's tied with Francis Ngannou. Like so, that's to me it was very obvious. Like here, I still have to have Usman ranked highly, but Leon beat him in in the division. It is not he went up a division like we got with with Izzy versus Jan it is he went he beat him, beat him at the stakes. he gets to to reap the benefits of it in this regard. So uh, I wreck if, if you disagree and wanted to summarily drop both Usman and Edwards lower as a result, I don't have any huge issues with that, but I do think that to somewhat undercuts just how how good and how relevant Usman's wins still are that's the thing, like, Usman's wins are still good wins. Like, Stipe doesn't have any good wins right now, like, over currently good opposition, but for the Ngannou trade-off. So it's like, but with Usman, he's beaten a bunch of other dudes who are still very relevant in our ranking. So that's just sort of where I settled down. I mostly think, though, that we should be talking about the injustice being done to Francis Ngannou, <laughs> the number three pound-for-pound fighter in the world, by any reasonable metric. But that's neither here nor there.
1: That's a that's a different argument for a different show because we could go a full hour with that, and we need to have the rogue panelists on because, it I think it would drive us all insane.
2: But he is consistent. But but his list his list has a clear ruling. As I will say this rogue panelist.
1: But I think Jed, you speak to maybe a good point in this whole discussion, which is. We probably should have had Leon Edwards on to some degree, right? We should have yeah. had him on at least at number twenty, nineteen range, uh, and we just didn't. And maybe and we're not infallible, like
3: but we're all well, just also a bunch gotta, of. You also have to remember Leon going into that fight. I mean, again, his biggest win at that point—that's very very accomplishments, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, Nate Diaz is not a welterweight. I don't care how many times he fights a welterweight; he's Our not a welterweight. His biggest win was probably done. Luque like years ago. You know? Yeah. yeah cause who, I mean, he has a he had a, he had a no contest with Bilal You know, if he had beaten Bilal and seen what Bilal's doing now, that would mean more now. But he didn't beat Bilal He had an eye poke, and the fight just, was over. Just I'm so looking,
4: we're clear, just so we're clear, and not to call out. People who are on this podcast, some of <laughs> us have Colby Covington ranked, whose best win is Rafael dos Anjos, and Leon Edwards' best win is also Rafael dos Anjos.
2: <laughs> so, like, could he could you have been was, in there? Is all was. I'm saying. But uh, and he was, yeah, yeah Covington yeah, was yeah, Covington yeah, was. yeah, yeah. he you was. Tied that, for, so. He was tied for 17th no, actually yeah, entering I'm, this I'm month. I'm saying then is oh, okay. some people have oh, Covington
4: currently ranked sure. and had him previously. And if the argument is, well, Leon didn't beat anybody, Covington's best wins are two losses to Usman, which losses aren't wins. So like very it's very fair.
2: Very uh, fair. But who are you going to take off? I mean, I'm just looking at. So this is last month's Anyone in the bottom 15. No, I mean, I mean, a Piotr Jan. I don't think he has a better, Glover to share. I don't 15? think, I don't think Leon before, before the Usman win, I don't think, I don't think he has a better record than Glover to Shara, Corey Anderson. I wouldn't say, um, I wouldn't say Leon before that had a better record than Corey. The, the Usman win really people, ties the I, room together. I
4: think most people would say that we should have had Leon over Corey Anderson. Yeah.
1: But that is I just, I don't think they would say that actually. Fair to me. Uh, yeah, I, would put, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put him over Jan Blahovitz. Either way. I was just surprised by it. I think ultimately we all sort of land in the same place that this. We're for number four feels very fair, and I agree with you, Jed, that it probably should be number five, and, and and Gano should maybe be ahead of him, but that's not that's not our fault. That's not none of us here on this podcast fault.
0: The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May seventeenth, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch
1: topic that I want to get into and then I know AK I'll pass it off to you you oh, have God. something as well uh, it's the last thing I have Will we for you have guys. time
2: after this Shane
1: well, are we gonna have time after this one we'll see we'll see <laughs> uh, because I don't know how long this is gonna last but this is something oh. that has a, a subject that's recently come up Um, it's honestly probably very uh, long overdue who knows if we'll succeed right now in what we're trying to do but we're just gonna try to figure this out right now right here right now With you, the people. We're going to try to figure this all out because we don't know what the hell we're supposed to do with this. One championship, guys. One championship is weird. One championship is just a very weird, weird thing that exists in the MMA space. And usually, you don't have to take it into much consideration when you have rankings discussions because they don't have many of the best fighters in the world. But... There are a few exceptions, and one of those exceptions is now our number one flyweight. This was not a debate that we really fell heavily into over the last year of doing these rankings. When we initially did the rankings last year, we said, how do we want to handle one championship fighters? Mainly, the so hottest we want to-
4: debate we had when we were setting up the rankings.
1: It almost derailed the actual rankings from being it a did. thing, but it was all more or less like, focused around one guy, Demetrius Johnson because Demetrius Johnson is just one of the greatest fighters of all time, best flyweight of all time, but he doesn't fight at 125 anymore. How do we deal with it? Because obviously one championship divisions are 10 pounds or just not, not even 10, but just like whatever the next one up from a normal division because of the way they do hydration tests and such that didn't matter as much when Demetrius Johnson was not the number one flyweight in the world in our eyes, but now he is because he exacted violent vengeance upon Adriano Marais And now, all of a sudden, we were left in this weird conundrum of of what do we do with this? Because DJ, in my eyes, is very clearly a flyweight. Like, if you just use common sense, dude's a flyweight. He was never a bantamweight ever in his life. He competed at bantamweight because there wasn't a flyweight division. And then the moment they made one, he went down and he dominated and became one of the best fighters of all time. And even right now, you look at him against actual bantamweights, and he is so much smaller than them. So it felt common to me, or common sense to me. But then DJ... Literally the day after or the same day, I think, that we proclaimed him as the number one lightweight or flyweight in the day, world. Baby. Same, same day, day. Uh, goes uh, on the MMA hour on MMA fighting and says, Well, you know, I don't really consider myself a flyweight anymore. I consider myself more <laughs> along with the bantamweights in the world, like the Aljos and all and the Peter Jans and such. And now we're sitting here with egg on our face with the number one flyweight in the world saying I'm not an actual flyweight. So, gentlemen, I I I bring this to you. I don't have an answer. When we posted this initially, a lot of people were very upset of, hey, DJ fights at 135, do you guys even know the sport? What (laughs) the hell do we do with one championship fighters, and in particular, DJ, but just in general, we need to figure this out because we have been sort of floating along just putting them in with their listed division. You say you're a flyweight, we'll call you a flyweight. You say you're a lightweight, we'll call you a lightweight. I don't know what to do anymore. I open the floor. If anybody has ideas, what do Uh, you think?
2: let, Let me start off here. I felt so attacked when dj went on the uh mma hour and was like yep nope no flyweight for me don't even want to hear about this flyweight discussion nope 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 bantamweight bantamweight never going back down that was personal and i love to johnson we all love to johnson that shit was personal um oh man you're even getting ak to swear that was, uh, that, that's that's a little one. one that's that's, the one. Yeah, that's pg you could say that on on nickelodeon now um is that true there's no I, chance that's i true. don't i don't i don't think so <laughs> it's 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 really what really makes this this conversation messed up is not just the dj part of it it's the the adriano marais part of it because uh adriano because he's super not a a flyway right and and, and i get it i get it this was the case ahead of their first matchup too i understand it was very convenient for us to just kind of sweep that like sweep it under the rug at the time we're like it's one thing we you know we don't have to it's fine it's it's there's no other there's no other issues we, we need to bring up let's keep it flyweight it's neater this way and then neither of them fought again until they fight each other in their in their rematch i mean again uh dj did the special rules match but so it was easy didn't have to worry about it we just we we should have dealt with this ahead of time we were arrogant we were like <laughs> we were we were arrogant we were again but it is it is really tricky because dj on
0: me. Yeah, don't put that okay on well me, i'm trying what? to
2: guys don't put it on me by myself we're a <laughs> you team <said> it. <laughs> We're a team um some but, of us some of us said from the jump that
4: this was stupid and that the flyweight a, is flyweight okay. and it's 125 and do would, would you just
2: have put him in, and uh, Adriana Moraes <laughs> in different weight classes like that makes no sense you can't do that they fight they clearly fight each other or you would put or you would put DJF at 135
4: a 135 but that's what we were doing this a year ago i agree is. because he could be a dope flyweight he is a, but dope, fly- he is dope, flyweight. a dope flyweight he is i don't care. <laughs> What DJ I had says. wheels. I'd be a wagon. And he don't have wheels. No, 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 no. He doesn't fight at the
2: decision Steve fights at one thirty-five. I don't care. <laughs> ca- no, listen. This is. I don't care. Listen, Deejay Johnson. If you're out there, I don't care what you say about your weight class. I know you better than you. I'm saying you're a flyweight, sir. <laughs> you are a flyweight. I know I know you're living life out in in, in, in Singapore or, at, when you're releasing your fight out there. And not having to cut that extra weight, fantastic. I get it. It's just that your life is easier. And, and, and I'm sure if he came back, if he ever came back to the UFC or a, any North American promotion with normal weight classes, he would probably take some fights he at 135 be, sure, against the right opponent. If he sure. came back to the UFC, he would fight at 125. But he's a flyweight. He would make if they, they would they would make the money right and he would fight drop down to 125 again. He wouldn't love it, but he would do it. He's a flyweight. But Figueredo is bigger than him. Brandon Moreno is probably bigger than him. Most of the flyers in the UFC are bigger than him. So while I don't approve of of one's weight class chicanery in general, this is one situation where I like I'm OK. This kind of makes sense for them to do it this way. Um and, and I wish he could come back again to America just just to stop this madness. But we are now left with this problem. Um, uh, and we kind of, I think we all have to agree with this, guys, as a family. What are we going to do? At, at some point, do we just move all the one guys, including your your boy? Uh, Jen, I don't know what we're going to do with your boy, uh, Reiner DeRitter. He's going to take then, a big hit if we move him Well, he him would up. go up to light heavyweight and then... Yeah. And technically heavyweight, I guess, because his other titles yeah. like two, tw- it's like two twenty-five or something like that. Like he's not right a heavyweight. heavyweight. <laughs> he's not a heavyweight. He's not. And he's not a heavyweight. So, so I, so Jed, I throw it to you in that way. Are you are you willing to do that to the Dutch Knight? Yeah, are you willing to do that to it's, him because
4: it's 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 reasonable and okay. Here, I when we first did this, I got overruled and I was vehemently against this because okay. it's I incredibly this. This stupid true. to me for us to be like fine, well. In our feels he's a flyweight because that's what it was. I just want us to be honest. I just want us to be honest about what this has been the entire time, which is everybody loves Demetrius Johnson. And if we make him a 135er, he doesn't get to be ranked anymore. And that makes people feel unhappy because he's dope and awesome. And we love him and we want to fet and celebrate this great, great man. And I'm on board with it but if he when he says he ain't 125er and he's not fighting at 125 if it looks like a duck and it weighs like a duck it's a friggin duck and he's 135er and that's just how it is not look
2: like a duck he, that's the issue. He doesn't look like a duck. He, he, he does This analogy. is the issue. Okay. In that You're, analogy, sorry, he does not look like a duck. What I meant
4: to say is if he weighs like a duck and says, I'm a duck, he's a duck. Fine, and fine. So he's not a 125er. And as long as our rules stipulated that he was, I ranked him in number one because that was the rules we all agreed to. And I was overruled in this. I think I, from the jump, I said, we shouldn't do this. I would be content for us to do it. I am also willing to offer you an olive branch AK and say, who cares? We've already, we've already gone down this road. Let's just keep paddling down the Creek. If we're happy about it, because I mean, one, you're talking to a guy who frequently just makes wild speculations about who would win and who wouldn't. So why not speculate about who can make weights and who can't? Uh, And then also like historically, We've played pretty not us, but in general, MMA's played pretty fast and loose with weight classes like technically the UFC's 205 pound light heavyweight division started as middleweight, which was less than 200 pounds, but they keep that all in a linear progression of historical value like and we also the pride versus UFC weight connections weren't like uh, totally analogous. But so here's the thing. Okay. Though.
1: here's the thing, though, because I still don't know where I actually fall in this debate. I'm I'm very conflicted because there is one element to this that feels like it could very possibly happen, and then we're left looking like dicks. Which is Demetrius Johnson, Adriana Marais might fight for a third time. They're probably going to fight <laughs> for a third time, and if Adriana Marais wins that fight. It's fine. We might be compelled to have to put him as the number one flyweight in the world when the dude is clearly not at flyweight like he is. If anybody <laughs> in on this, this has conversation been doing one doesn't look like that. a duck, he doesn't this. look like a duck. And I know, Damon, you had him at number one flyweight has, before he's all of this. Where do you stand? On? I, okay,
3: so let me, I'm just going to settle the debate. I'm just going to put it to an end right here. Please I'm going to bring bring you guys around to my way of thinking. So when we had this debate initially, I was the one banging the drum saying, they're saying their are flyweights, rank them at flyweights. It's going to get too confusing to try to do otherwise. And a lot of the guys and girls in one championship were fighting in the bigger weight classes were legitimately in their weight class. They just didn't cut weight. Eddie Alvarez fights a lightweight in one championship. He's a lightweight. Yes, he did fight a welterweight early in his career, but he's a lightweight. We all know he's a lightweight. Uh, Christian Lee, who is the current one lightweight champion, he is legitimately a lightweight. Yes, he fights at 170, but he is 100% a lightweight. Uh, And we just talked ad nauseum about Demetrius Johnson. We know he is truly a flyweight. That being said, I've come around on the other way of thinking because when Demetrius Johnson, the guy who just became flyweight champion comes out and says, I'm not a flyweight, I'll never be a flyweight again. It's real hard to argue against the logic of saying, well, no, no, you are the best flyweight in the world because the reality is. <laughs> no, the reality no, DJ, is, listen to me, please. Yeah, yeah. The reality is at 135, which is where he's fighting now, which means he's weighing more than 135 and still cutting a little bit of weight to get to 135. I remember when Demetrius Johnson fought Dominick Cruz. I was at that fight, and he got ragdolled for the most part of that fight. He was Dominick Cruz dominated Demetrius Johnson because he was that much bigger, that much stronger. Demetrius Johnson, I've got, listen, I'm admitting I was wrong. I I went by that logic when we made the rankings and said it's just going to get too confusing. Most of the guys who are fighting at their weight class, and to be clear, by the way, to Adrian Marais, side he actually did fight at flyweight in one he championship did. at so one twenty-five. But that no, man absolutely but could not make flyweight make right out. now. We
2: don't know that. We don't. But my know, we point did, is, do he did it that. a few, a few years ago.
3: Before <laughs> they did the hydration testing, he was fighting at one twenty-five. He was, I believe, he was a champion at one twenty-five before they made the changes. Regardless, that's not the case now. That's not their weight classes now. And if Demetrius Johnson is coming out and saying, I'm not a flyweight, I'm never going to be a flyweight, stop calling me a flyweight, it's real hard to say, no, no, you're a flyweight, number one flyweight in the world. The reality is if they're going to make their weight classes bigger and if they want to do the whole hydration testing and all this kind of stuff that – I don't know how suspect it is and what's real, yeah, what's not. A lot not, of air quotes going on right yeah, now. On the air, yeah. I'm just so, you know the yeah, last air was crazy. So, if that's the oh. case, then we can't rank them in those weight classes anymore. We got to rank them by weight, and the weight is Demetrius Johnson weighs 135 pounds. I won't put him in the top 15 of weight. He's not. We you, have a little bit of evidence. You wouldn't even put him in the top. So that was. This is
2: what I have to ask. Hypothetically, let's say we make this move, but nothing decided yet. Where do you put Demetrius Johnson in our current bantamweight weight rankings?
3: Uh, not in the top fifteen. That seems. Here's you one, don't think here's DJ a, Beats he, he cuts the top fifteen. Well, well John Linnaker you know, would move up. John Lineker would move up to one forty five. The bantamweight oh, division. The bantamweight division is so like this is. This always goes back to like what I think about like the weight class is What they once were. There was a time when Dominic Cruz looked like the most, the biggest, most massive weight in the world. Like, you see him against like Uriah Faber, and you are like, man, they're in different weight classes. Uriah looks so much smaller than him. Now Dominic is barely the same size. To some of these guys, he's smaller, but Damon. Than, than, so, my point being, so we had the little bit of body Evans. we have at elite level, Demetrius Johnson at bantamweight. He was okay, he lost to Dominic Cruz, and there's no shame in that. Dominic was at his best, well,
4: he was more than also, he was better than
3: okay. He was, he was still relatively he fought, elite.
4: He, f- he fought for the world yeah. title, <laughs> but Damon. So, <laughs> I'm just looking at okay. your bantamweight <laughs> <laughs>
1: list right now. Um, you don't think, think you don't think if I matched him right now that DJ would beat Ricky Simone, Patchy Mix, Ooh, or no, Pedro Munoz.
4: Oh, see, you went with the different one I would have gone with, Sean. I think Sergio Pettis is the best counterexample here.
3: Any of them. Sir, Sergio well, Pettis, Pettis, is,
4: Pettis is like number a top 10 guy for us. He, he is, is also a yep. former flyweight, and yep. DJ would probably dust him up something fierce. I wouldn't mm-hmm. pick him to beat Ricky pick DJ to beat Ricky Simone because I'm well, fully on board with Damon on the size difference there. But I think Pettis is the situation hold on, hold on. we
0: get
3: into. Let me get, hold on. Let me get back here. The one other thing I'm going to say about this is again, I'm not the who would, who would win and fight, you know, while I'm saying I don't think he would do well against most of the bantamweights, I'm ranking. The other problem is we're, if we're going to go by accomplishments, Who's he beating? A he's not fighting
1: now. bantamweights. That's the Who's thing. That, so so,
3: that, we're, putting, so we're, putting, <laughs>
2: we're putting him in a division he can't be ranked. Then we're, we're essentially him in that he can't possibly be ranked. In. Well, if, no, we make, it, if we make the change, correct. we're essentially saying that one championship
1: fighters can't be ranked because they won't have the resume against the respective division we're putting them in.
2: Pretty much. Oh, Chatree's yeah. gonna come, come breathing, breathing fire
3: down on us. I definitely don't. want to listen. Do listen this I is, understand. Oh no. No. Listen, I understand.
4: Make better divisions. I understand.
3: I understand. I'm tempting the wrath of billions upon billions of potential fans <laughs> but the reality is that if you're not in that weight class and i listen i'm admitting i'm coming around on this i'm jed's way of thinking now i was not that way when we started because i was like it's just too confusing let's just go with their rankings they say flyweights let's go with flyweights i've come around and saying you know what they're not. They're not at that weight class anymore. While I still legitimately believe Christian Lee is a lightweight, he fights at one seventy, and you're right. He won't have the resume at one seventy to ever get ranked. That's one championship's choice. That's their choice. One championship has but chosen it to go the with the fighters, this.
1: right? Because Christian Lee could no. go on a ten year unbeaten streak, but if he will have never fought never a be single ranked, ranked welterweight, one. we're okay. essentially damning him to never be oh, ranked no, in I'm our no, rankings.
4: No, we can still rank him. <laughs> because like i mean so i agree it it caps you but let's just be honest not fighting in the ufc pretty much caps just about every fighter in the rankings but like if you look up and down my rankings i have a bunch of people who are in different circumstances because they're competing at quote unquote the true heavyweight or whatever but like i've got phil DeFries ranked in my heavyweights the ksw champion like they're not beating guys we would traditionally consider great or whatever, but they put together these runs and they, they will can and deserve to get in there.
1: But Phil, the freeze is on the very, very, very periphery of yeah, your that's, rankings. That's, 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 say, where like, you,
4: that's where you end up because you're not fighting in the UFC and that, that sucks. But that's where that's also just the truth for every one of these. None of us have, we said at the start, everybody has a UFC fighter as their top fighter, but for flyweight. How many non UFC fighters well, really Damon populate the top fives? Damon has Corey Anderson rankings?
3: too, I believe. I, yeah. I don't have number one. I have, not, no, I have a number, has number top one. Somebody has Corey How one.
4: many non UFC fighters populate the top fives? Of our rankings, it's incredibly feel and also and it just sort of is. But that that's doesn't how mean that, But also, but, that but also, mean that let's, none let's, but hold though.
3: on. Let's let's remember. Demetrius Johnson is number one, or he's at again. The reason I put Adrien as number one based on our ranking system is because he beat Demetrius Johnson, who is the greatest flyweight of all time. Let's not forget the whole reason Demetrius Johnson is even hovering around that top spot is because of what he did in the UFC. It's not because he beat uh, he beat you know Yuji uh, uh, Wakamatsu. wakamatsu. It's because Respect. he beat Yuya Wakamatsu in, in one championship it's because he it's because he was the number one flyweight in the world he lost a very controversial decision to say, or a very close to, I won't say controversial close decision to Henry Cejudo and he was still that's where he was oh, when we he went to say one championship controversial. Was, but Andrew you know, Rice is
1: a very good win like in particular uh, but yeah, but the, is, the method in which he, he but I'm saying it.
3: that the whole argument about Demetrius is that he was already ranked number at worst number two or three when he went to one championship if, if he is if that you UFC career didn't exist, he would be in the same boat that guys in Bellator were fighting an uphill battle with, guys in uh, KSW are fighting an uphill battle with, every other PFL, they're all fighting an uphill battle because they can't, they just legitimately cannot typically put a, put together the resume to jump over the UFC guys. Um, they're fighting so an uphill battle, why, but then
1: we're adding an extra hill on that hill that yeah, already exists. We're not just adding like, the hill. And
3: because we're not
2: they're championship, not adding <laughs> the hill, out of the hill. Listen because all those UFC fights exist we know Demetrius is, is a, a 125er. A exactly. So I agree. Tells I agree with me to my then face. We, that he's not. we cannot ignore all those 125 fights. He's clearly a 125er.
3: But we can't ignore what the says. I don't care what he says. says. Yes I can yes. and I will and I have. And we also and I will and I have it's also you talk about like, guess, to, Jed's, to Jed's point about sitting on rankings like if you want to talk about sitting on rankings well Demetrius hasn't had a flyway a DJ legitimate flyweight. <laughs> he hasn't had a flyway fight in like three years like legitimately has not fought at 125 pounds in like three years at what point again I yeah, agree. You know I what? neither it, neither is Davidson Figueroa or any of these any of these other friggin flyways they're all coming in there at 135
2: 140 like what are you talking about here like, but like they're hitting they're 125
4: madena because he, <sighs> yes this is his fault this is his like fault. This is his Let's fault. be real. We Most We could live with the illusion. We could live with this <laughs> fantasy world that you guys created that I tried to be like, this is stupid and we shouldn't do it. But then he clearly comes in and the hydration. I you just is he this it. whole time,
1: too. Just he can non- stomach it. Right?
4: Uh, yeah, well, I know that he missed weight and he failed hydration, but now he's passed both because that's how <laughs> science works. I, yeah. People lose weight while getting talk about that. more Wait, hydrated. He's obviously just, those those it's a weights. cartoon show up there and he ruined the illusion. Can I Now we have uh, to live in reality. Can I, and reality is cold and painful.
2: It's Jean, r- Can it's- I apologize to you first before you you make what I hope is a closing statement? I was gonna okay. make a closing statement. Yes. <laughs> okay, thank God. I want to apologize because uh, I'm the Prince of Positivity, and <laughs> this had come up in a couple of meetings, and we didn't want to derail, like uh, you know, some of the meetings are you know our our business normal editorial business meetings. So we were kind of like, let's push it back. Let's keep pushing it back. We'll have a rankings meeting eventually. We didn't, and then we realized it's a good. This is a good time. Let's just do another show. Let's do it. We'll Let's do, we'll do it, sure. we'll do I'm it sure. live. I'm sure. I'm sure. On the show with Damon and Jed and Shaheen and myself, we can figure it, and then we'll bring it to the rest of the panel. And the panel will unanimously agree, just like we did on the show, and there will be peace in the land, and we'll we'll know once for all. Uh, I I should have known that this would happen. And I apologize. I was too I was too optimistic.
4: <laughs> so I want to be clear, I don't care. We can do whatever. I've been know, living in this weird world you guys have created. If yeah. we just so stay there, that's the w- fine. My sure. closing
1: thing on this is just I want I need to avoid a world in which we are in a situation where we might have to put Adriana Marias as the number one flyweight in the world because the dude is clearly not a flyweight. So like I don't know where
2: we landed. I feel like we didn't accomplish anything Nothing. in the last twenty I, minutes. No, I, we're I know we're how flying I fancy it. free still. We didn't land anywhere. So, we're run, I, I, we're, still, we're circling the airport it, and we're running out of fuel. <laughs> so Sean here here's
4: what we do to to assuage your guilt we keep everything the same and when they three match if mariahs loses he does not get to become one flyweight and then we make the adjustment and if he win or if he loses we make zero adjustments and continue on if Mariah's wins, then we make then the we adjustment
3: can, because of yeah, him. Yeah, because
4: then then we're just directly punishing Adriana Marias. Yeah, and we I just have don't to admit hate that just, idea. I don't. We just hate have that idea.
3: Admit, we just have to admit we're showing bias for Demetrius Johnson because no one else I'm is okay in this situation. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, turned on us. But, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, hold on, that's so, hold case on, case <laughs> hold on. Let me just say one last thing. We're showing we're showing bias to a guy who said on our network on our MMA hour you can't prove that I'm not a flyweight I'm never gonna a flyweight and I'm not a fly I'm a band weight. So we're gonna oh, we're gonna show bodies for a guy. You can't prove this work. you have no receipts. <laughs> yeah
2: fighters never make never make unwieldy claims about their status and careers. Oh that never happens. Saying, let's just I'm take just let's saying. just take everything they say at their word even the one of the arguably the greatest fighter of all time. Let's just take I'm him at their word
1: okay. I'm just saying we're I'm gonna put a pin in this because Please. we're only four. There is a panel <laughs> of eight who does these rankings probably. so we need to have yes. a broader rankings meeting we, my
4: hope was that we would come to a resolution we're not doing we again can we just record the whole panel and just put <laughs> no that can bottom. we never
1: do this again can we <laughs> A.K. you brought this upon us i did i did this is my fault so now that now we will follow this to its inevitable conclusion we're gonna uh, have to, to have a bigger discussion with the team about this maybe we'll revisit on a, a future okay. raking show uh for the moment we got to put a pin in it
0: And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.
1: Last thing right. before we get out of here. Yeah, let's have uh, some fun. AK, yeah. I don't really know what I've been this having is. I a great time. Okay. I don't really know what this next thing is. AK okay. has a little game for us that he wants to do, so I'm going to pass the floor over to you, my
2: man. Yeah, let's get, let's, you know what, guys, let's get back in the same feature. Let's get back together. Let's have some fun. That was a good discussion, I think. We're mostly harmless. All right. So we've had a couple of people who fought this last month who I think most of us would agree are barreling towards a tele shot or 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 will def almost definitely become champions. Uh and I'm not including Hamzat, by the way. That's its own discussion. We've talked about Hamzat to death on this. Uh, and there's a young man also that's fighting at UFC 280 at the end of our upcoming ranking cycle. Or sorry, this current ranking cycle, who I think we've also said multiple times, we think will be a champion. So I these the three way, names. Let me,
1: let me just throw in real quick. Mm-hmm. UFC 280 is money. Like if stacked. you if you look at the rankings, the, the rankings update we just came up with UFC 280 is up and down that that MF or like uh-huh. there are so many matchups that have so much like big potential to for big moves in the rankings and stuff on 280. I, I love it. I need Islam to win or I'm
4: going to be a sad man on this ranking show. You need who to win? I have Islam.
2: Islam is Islam number
1: one. Oh, because you also have him number one over Charles because you just don't (laughs) respect the rule
2: of anything. Yes. I'm
4: just willing to say right here, I was happy to uh, take my scoreboard victory lap on the whole flyweight conundrum and I will come on this program and let you guys lay waste to me should Charles Charles beat Islam.
2: (laughs) All right, listen. So I want to talk about three. we Well, I'm looking forward to that so much now. Uh, I want to take three <laughs> names here, and you guys are going to tell me. I'm going to give one name to each of you guys. Uh, we'll go one by one. And you guys are going to tell me, uh, let's say you're their manager or something. I don't know. I'm not sure. You're either your manager or you're the matchmakers. I don't know. Whatever it is. Uh, and you have, how, how does this person get to a title, and how soon can they do it? Because, again, I think with all three of these guys, we're pretty sure they're going to make it. One, One maybe less so, but Okay. Jed, let me go to you first. Let me go to you first, Jed. I'm going to give you uh, a young man that you have been a fan of and have been touting as a future two division champion for a long time now. Uh, he fights Malcolm Gordon at UST80, uh 280 a good old Canadian boy who I'm a little scared is kind of getting thrown to the lions here. Uh, Jed, tell me how does muhammad makayev get to a ufc title how soon do you think this happens what's the path what is the path for him
1: so you're basically asking us to pick out the opponents that would leapfrog sure, there? opponents
2: well, and, and if you want to go broader than that like do, do other things have to happen do other guys have to lose do other like you know do other things have to happen for this guy to get a faster a faster path so kind of like project a little bit here do a little fantasy booking uh you know for the ufc and for for this fighters uh this fighters chances what do you think jed
4: Okay. Well, I'm going to assume we're going to talk flyweight title because mm-hmm. you are correct. I think he probably has a good or, shot or if to you, get or to, or if you
2: think his faster path for some reason is somehow to bantamweight, if you can, if, if you can outline no, that I as well. Yeah. I don't
4: okay. think that's the case. So,
1: just uh, to, to, for context, Mahayev currently, as we speak, is tied for number twelve at our flyweight rankings. Yes.
4: Where do I have him put in Flowey? That's a great question. You have him the highest. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure
2: I have him the highest. (laughs)
4: Jed, you have him
3: at, yeah, number (laughs) eight. Number eight.
2: That's
4: honestly pretty reasonable for me, so. uh, (laughs)
3: He'll be be number one after his next win by Jed's ranking, so. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Um, that'll solve the DJ conundrum.
4: Well, by then I'll get to see uh, Askar Askarov and see if he still has anything left in the tank. So he may definitely move up a bit. I could see putting Mahayev above Askarov. Might be tough to put him above Kaikar France. Uh, I mean, so his path to the title is going to be pretty short, I think, right? Hmm. He's 2-0 in the UFC now. It's not going to be, like, incredible. We're not talking two fights, but it's not that many. Uh, He's got the Malcolm Gordon fight. He's going to win that fight, I would assume. And I think that is going to be the determiner, right? They, they're going to let him they know what they've got with this guy. They know that this kid is special. They know this. I mean, you hear everybody talk about him. They say this, this guy is, is the future. We're hearing the same stuff we heard about. Kane Velasquez coming in. It's that kind of hype around him. So they know they've got something. I think they also will not want to build him up. They won't want to rush him, rush him, but we can, we can speed things up a little bit after he's got his third fight under him, has little wheels. So after Gordon, now we're talking somebody in the top 15 lower into the top 15 somebody there uh what's tim elliott doing these days Ak, you're our matchmaking specialist
2: i think he has a i thought he had a fight coming up uh, i think later this year not this month i think uh later in november or december also i will note he is ranked below muhammad right now yes yes uh, at least
4: uh, again we have him
2: tied for 12th
4: I'm more looking at the UFC's rankings for this because their rankings, while fake and nonsensical, are going to honestly play more of an effect in the uh, carving a path out. Sure. Which, is sure. a so say, which is a real he, shame.
2: He, he fights Tim Elliott early next year or something. He beats Tim Elliott. Then, then what's happening?
4: Yeah, so he fights Tim Elliott. He beats Tim Elliott. Then he is... Uh, going to be at that point ranked in the top 15 in the UFC's rankings. He probably actually will get a top 15 ranking after the Malcolm Gordon somewhere at the maybe number 15 spot based on how they usually shake out fights Tim Elliott. Now we're talking top 10 for the UFC. Then we're going to be talking somebody like Hoyval, Hoyval and Askarov are fighting. So maybe that's a little, maybe he fights the loser of Askarov Hoyval, something like that. Just, that sort of will depend on how time frames shake out. Uh, Matt Schnell has a fight booked. Who's he fighting, AK? Oh,
2: God, Matthias Matthias uh, Nicolau. 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 Nicolau, Nicolau, Nicolau. Nicolau.
4: Yeah, so let's assume that Nicolau and Schnell, the winner of that fight's the winner of Hojval Uh We can throw in Makayev against the loser of one of those two fights would be fine. Then he's in the middle of the top ten. So we're talking Gordon, two more fights in the top uh, we're talking Gordon to get into the top 15, uh, Tim Elliott-ish to get up another fight there to get closer to the top five, somewhere just outside of it. Then it's a title eliminator over. However, it's going to shake out because obviously at this point, a lot of balls are in the air. We're going to have a fourth bite, I think, between Figge and Moreno. Uh, Alexander Pentoja is Widely overlooked, <laughs> like man yes. deserves a title fight at some damn point
2: in his life. He got some pound for pound love this month. I'm not sure. it so kind of popped out of nowhere.
4: A lot of that was on me because I sure. think I had been disrespecting his career <laughs> accomplishments until I went back and checked it all out again. So uh I think we're talking four fights, right? The four fights Gore, to get a
2: shot. The
4: yeah the. Including his fifth, this week, his this fifth fight one. Yeah, will be... Including so Gordon, yeah. Gordon, a top 10-ish, a top 5-ish, a title eliminator. His fifth fight, he will be fighting for the belt within five fights.
2: And you think he wins it in his first try, like against whether it's Figueredo, Moreno, whoever whoever it is? I don't is. know if he
4: wins it. Well, I want to see a little more development from him. I, I think oh. he has a really good chance, because if they if they were to book it tomorrow, I would not pick him to beat Figueredo or Moreno. But in a year and a half to two years, which is kind of the timeline, where, and also this assumes no injuries anywhere because yeah, that say. totally derails it but based on where he's at and his projected level of development i could totally see him by 23 24 beating especially depending who has the belt because i would say that i think in two and a half years he beats figueredo if figueredo still holding the title somehow because i anticipate figueredo to start dropping off moreno sort of a different story Moreno still seems to be getting better still relatively young i could see that being a bridge too far but i think he is competing for a title in five fights he is he is actively I mean, wow. challenging for the belt in five fights
2: you're saying by the end of and you said possibly end of 2023 early 2024
4: uh no no by the end of 2023 it would be too fast i think okay. i think we're talking early so that's not that quick i think we're talking 2024 just so because fi- five fights is a lot of fights like sure because he takes gordon next month he's not getting another one this year let's say he does three in 2023 he's fighting for the belt somewhere
2: in 2024 i think wow i don't know how many people he's uh he's 22 years old he's 22, 22 years, years old, old. he's a July no 2000 baby I don't, <laughs> I don't like that. I, we're saying. I think he has a legitimate. Like <laughs> There's
4: absolutely a world where he can become the UFC youngest champion. I'm not saying I would what is the right? Re- what it is
2: John Jones? And what was John? How old was
4: John, well John Jones' is bull is is garbage one. Jose Aldo is the spiritual youngest champion sure, in UFC WC, Sure. Sure. Um, they were both 23 and change, I think. Okay. Maybe Let me just say that there is
1: a day coming and it's probably not very far off where all of the UFC champions are going to be born in the 2000s. Of course. And I will be so ridiculously sad. I'll celebrate. Not every way. I mean, <laughs> eventually
2: it will happen, and I'm gonna be so sad when that happens. That's well, all. Yeah. Let's uh you know what? Then let's thank you. Uh Jed, mm-hmm. amazing breakdown. Let's go. I'm sorry, Chance. Is something else you want to add to your uh, your Markaya no, theory? No, no. I was okay. saying
4: let's let's talk to Sean about about young champions, and <laughs> he seems to be having an existential crisis.
2: Okay. Well,
1: I'll, uh, Shaheen, this, this one I'm on, on no sleep. There's a newborn baby in this house.
2: I'm like a walking dead right now. Uh, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this young man who uh, I don't think he's. I don't think he's that. Uh, how old is he? Uh, i I'll, I'll throw this one to you, Shaheen, and then we'll close out with Damon. Uh, this man made quite an impression. At uh, the pair on the was this Paris. What was the car just passed by? 279. Excuse me. Uh, what Mr. gilton Almeida. Uh, oh. This dude is a absolute beast. Uh, and it, it's, a, it's a bit of a tricky question because uh, he made his day. He's been fighting light heavyweight for a long time. But by all accounts, he's very happy being fat and happy. Um, up at heavyweight, does not plan to go back down to two hundred five anytime soon. We don't, we don't know. He, he, last fight he weighed in two twenty. He might be able to make two hundred five if he wants, if the right fight came along. It appears the plan is very heavyweight. But Shaheen, I throw this to you. Give me a little plan for Jaelson Medina too, because I think I personally think. He's going to be UFC champion someday. I, I just see he has that Shemayev grappling dominance that is just crazy. You'll be happy. He's born in 1991. Uh, so you can he's he's that fine, normal, normal <laughs> UFC. Man, uh, US, this you is know, a tough UFC one. Because I don't, to. um, I don't do think, think he can uh, ever make he, it how, there how, as a heavyweight. How I'll do you get him there? How does take front? him? And, uh, Cause cause he's and really not heavyweight a heavyweight. heavyweight. Like what heavyweight. was
1: he, like 220 for this last one? It was a 220 catchweight, I think. He's just not like you. We're in an age where you can't hmm. make it to, to the top of the mountain in, in the heavyweight division being that super, super small heavyweight. Yep. Like even the smaller mm-hmm. heavyweights who have sort of made it in the past couple of years of whether it's Stipe or a guy like Cyril Ghosn, even like they're they're not 220. They're like 240, 250 range. Like you just the, the heavyweight right now is full of very big boys. Uh, and it's like that that number will just be, in my mind, so hard to overcome. So for me, like I just can't even get there with, with with Almeida at heavyweight, even though like he is obviously a very, very talented just fighter overall. Like I'm very excited to see his future. It feels like inevitably, whenever he does come against a top heavyweight, even someone like a Romanov or or you know uh Tybura or something like that, like I just feel like that is gonna just be so hard to overcome. So ultimately, I think it happens at light heavyweight. If it happens, luckily, light heavyweight is a pretty old division. Right. Like outside of Yuri, most of the top light heavyweights are sort of aging out in the UFC. So in that regard, I think it'll probably take a couple of years. I think he'll probably have to lose one fight at heavyweight and then come over to, to finally make that drop back down and sort of start to work his way up there. So I don't even know at this point if I'm being honest with you, like if I was to paint, paint a, pa- a path for him, I would be painting a path for like 2000 late 2003 early 2004 range and just starting up the ladder then at light heavyweight. so it'd be hard like i don't, I don't think some of the he- light heavyweights that are there na- now would be there then so i i can't even get there with
2: almeida yet hmm. if i'm being real that's that guy that guy is a big time lock for me uh damon let me go to you real quick this one is a well, little less complicated big time
4: lock so. this one's
2: a little uh, less complicated than the previous two and somehow also more complicated Marab daval really uh, now the longest winning streak, I believe, at bantamweight, uh, including this one forty pound weight bout in there, clearly should be fighting for a title tomorrow. Of course, he can't. His the champion, the undisputed champion, is his best friend and teammate, uh, Aljamain Sterling. So, how do we get Mirab to a belt? Can it be at one thirty five? Is he going to have to jump up? Can he go? I don't think he can go down. I don't know. I don't know, uh, Damon. What's your thoughts on how do we get Mirab to a UFC title? <laughs>
3: Well, I think there's a couple of factors to play in here. I mean, legitimately, he should be, you know, after TJ Dillashaw, he probably should be the next guy in line, but we know he's not going to fight Aljamain Sterling. So I think it all comes down, you know, the fastest pass from Mirab really? TJ Dillashaw beats Aljamain Sterling and he gets the next title shot. He goes in there and tries to avenge his best friend and teammates. And there's actually a storyline there. Um, I think that's the fastest path. That's it. That's it. You TJ Dillashaw beats Aljamain Sterling. You do to while really next. Um, he's earned it. He's on a long winning streak. He just beat Jose Aldo, who legitimately should be in the title fight. Uh, he has a better resume than TJ Dillashaw and he also didn't get suspended two years putting juice in his ass. Um, so (laughs) Jose Aldo deserved it. He didn't get it. Um, So that's the easiest path. That's the fastest path. If Aljamain Sterling wins, which I predict he will win, I think he's going to beat T.J. Dillashaw and remain champion. Um, then it becomes a lot harder because Murab is not a fly. Is not a featherweight. He's just not. He's he's way undersized for featherweight. Could you imagine like put put him next to Max Holloway and see the size difference? Like it's I mean, like he might stand like somewhat shorter than than Volkanovski because Volkanovski is not the biggest guy in the world. But in terms of like size and power, I mean, come on. I love Murab. I'm a huge Murab guy. But he's not a featherweight. Um, also, I think Sterling also Let, me, add there, probably, let me just
1: jump in that like Aljo's not a featherweight either. Like Aljo's the one talking no. about he would go back. And see. I don't, think I don't think if if it came down to it, and it's like, hey, dude, you're gonna drop your UFC title on this money. I don't think
4: he he's gonna actually do that.
3: Yeah, and I think, and I think, Sterling,
4: so? I think I if think you Sterling, I think T.J. There's a real world where he's just like, f it, I want Volkanovski now. And then he can Yeah, but dropping no. your title, fight for it.
1: dropping your title no, is a different no. thing entirely. No, I don't you think so. He all so leverage within S- the UFC. This Sterling is man who's
4: keep been his screwed. title, but Morab can fight for the interim belt or whatever. But
3: then they would Sterling have to fight. Sterling beats Sterling beats TJ. Then I think it becomes Morab money fight. While really, and what I mean by that is, is he's going to seek out what money fights uh, is you know, going to be in? Uh, Sean O'Malley after he loses to Peter Yon, if he uh, loses to Peter Yon, if you lose, like, that, that's a, that's a potential fight. fight. You know, uh, you know, he could have, uh, he could have a, uh, you know, he could, he, he, at that point, he becomes the gatekeeper a bit at that point, because we know he's not going to fight Algermain. Also, let me be clear about this. I, I support their friendship. I support that their teammates. I support all of that. I do. And I, I totally respect that, but how many times in the history of our sport, have we heard two best friends, two teammates will never fight each other? Never happen. Not going to happen. Well, here's a boatload of money. You sure you don't want to do that? You sure you don't want pay-per-view points? You sure? you sure about that? And then we get Rashad and John Jones. Then we get Tyron Woodley and Robbie Lawler. Then we get, there's a million examples of guys who said they'd never fight each other. I'm not pushing for them to fight each other. I'm just saying, if, he, if Sterling goes out and beats TJ Dillashaw the way I expect him to do it, then it's probably going to be the winner of Jan O'Malley next because either the Jan rematch or the, and we know the O'Malley fight would be huge. And if he beats Peter Jan, he's earned it. Um, that's probably going to be next. Who's after that? I mean, Cheetah Vera would probably be the next guy in line if he's not going to fight Murad. But again, big bag of cash, two fights away. And I think, they, I think they put enough on the table, they get them to fight each other. I'm not like advocating like for that. it. I'm just saying I'm just saying we've seen this a thousand times before where two guys say, we will never fight each other. We're team. i I'll leave the division. I'll leave the UFC. Sure it you won't. Will.
2: No, that
4: feels Here's more realistic
2: Here's, that feels more they, realistic they, to
4: me. This is Sarah Longo. They aren't gonna do that
2: though. Damon Martin hates friendship, uh, money over friendship every time in the in the, in the Martin household. Uh, you've heard it here, people. But uh, I do like the idea that Mirab is really not far from fighting for a title, regardless of what happens. He he so deserves it. He's a very he's a really good fighter. It's very exciting, and I don't want him to just become a glorified. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, bodyguard. you just so, threw away the, the last fighting.
1: crusade of Jose Aldo for no reason at all. That matchmaking was stupid to begin with, especially in Salt Lake City. (laughs) I'm not gonna get on a rant, but if that fight is anywhere else but then Salt Lake City, Jose Aldo's winning that effing fight ten times out of ten.
2: I mean, but thank you guys. Thank we you guys for those questions. Uh, we're all winners. Uh, this game. This, this is not a competitive game. You're all winners. I loved all the arguments you made for these guys. Except except for Sheen. I disagree. I think Chilton. I'm telling you, this guy will win a UFC title how somewhere, possibly even a heavyweight. But you, you give tell, me, tell the me the how he's going to take out. He's going to take out Nganu. I don't know, man. This guy's a beast. Super. He's super it's, it's, not. He'll take out so not. He's <laughs> a beast. I so will do that. I he will. He is. All right. I'm on record now. This dude's my, listen, this dude's my Shamayev right now. All right, Jed, you, you know, you were, I you did a great that. job. I love the energy. You had Shamayev number two way ahead of the rest of us. You had, you had a number two and we questioned it then. Almeida, give me, give I need him to see him beat at least someone in the top 20, a live body. He will jump up my heavyweight rankings real fast. I'll tell you that right now. This guy Connor, will be UFC champion somewhere.
4: Connor and I were talking about Almeida on Nobets Bar this week and it's, I'm I'm willing to believe at light heavyweight because he clearly is a light heavyweight. He just doesn't want to do it. He's not. Like, he can't. Francine Ngannou, you can't tackle Francine Ngannou. Yes, when he can. 40 pounds. Less yes, he him. can. And you can get your head cleaved from your shoulders, bro.
2: That's just you how know why? it goes. You know why? Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu, Jed. That's why it's a soft art. Look it up. All right. Weight <laughs> classes don't matter when you are the master of Jiu-Jitsu. Okay i love the energy love it Just, that's it that's it thank you, for, thank you for playing guys i loved all your i loved all your uh, arguments all right
1: well with that uh that wraps up another very spirited episode of the mma fighting ranking show it's always a fun time i feel like we accomplished very little here but i enjoyed the ride with you fellas uh as always tune in next month uh we will be back the week after ufc 280 again changed up ranking schedule so all of our rankings content will come out the week after ufc 280 in the meantime thank you everyone for listening in we love you guys so much that man is damon martin that man is jed mishu for a.k. lee i am sean oshadi keep it locked to mma fighting and we'll see you later
2: that one championship is just gonna end up going two hours (laughs) i knew it was i knew it was i knew it was like this knock on your store
4: We'll out. We'll, we'll it's fault if he cheated. Come here, come here.